Hey guys, so welcome to the sixth episode, season three of the Teen Whisperer Show, where you get to hear the stories and experiences of podcasters and what are the problems that they are facing and how to overcome it. Today we have with ourselves the Note Guy, which is really a catchy name, and I will be sure to ask why he has actually has something like that. Uh, I welcome Mr. Scott Carson to the show. He's an entrepreneur. investor syndicated uh, radio and podcast host sports fanatic marketer and speaker i actually uh, you know took that from his facebook bio and uh, it's really a big list <laughs> so thank you scott um, scott for coming out to the show so please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career i i'm i'm so honored to be here today and so honored to give to your show and your audience out there yeah i mean i've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years primarily focused in the real estate space um been a, a marketer for since 2004 2005 uh really embraced the social media side and videos uh, aspect of things uh and i think that's really if you're not um if you're not marketing your your business you're really struggling behind cuz whether you're in real estate or podcasting or or whatever it might be taxi cab driver or selling something we're all in the media business these days with the way that video is gotten so much easier with cell phones being where they're at uh so i've embraced that over the last 10 years and uh started podcasting roughly 3 years ago and my podcast is is focused on my my primary business model of buying uh distressed debt here in the state and investing in that niche. It's a very small niche inside a much larger field of real estate investing or real estate aspect of things. So really uh they say the riches are in the niches. I've uh I've built a note a, a notoriety for myself for the last 10 years being a an active note investor and uh educator in the industry and that's where I came across Uh, I and I didn't come up with myself the note guy and that's from me traveling so much and going and speaking at different events and right off the bat like people would come up to me hey aren't you that note guy that I see on YouTube and so that's what kind of stuck I I got I called the note guy in four different uh, investment clubs in four different nights and four different time zones so I was like I oh, I think that's that, that's something we'll use okay Yeah, I think that's a you know really good nickname because coming from all over the world I think it's pretty much suits you I think so Well, that's what I get. And I've seen that you've released actually over 600 episodes around in your in your uh, podcast. So, what do you think that actually makes a podcast host, you know, really good? You know, what are the skills that are actually required? Because sometimes uh, people will say that you actually really good no English knowledge, and they need to know how to show the benefit to the you know guest and also what are the things that you think made you a really good you know podcast host. Well, I would say more than anything else and you look at the n- amount of podcasts out there there've been over a million shows, but only roughly a third of them are are active. Uh consistency is one of the most important things, showing up on a regular basis. When I started a podcast, I didn't know if I'd get to 100 episodes or 1000 episodes. And the fact that we show up every day, I mean we do 3 to 5 episodes a week with our show, it's just a, you know, there's 30 minutes sometimes an hour, it's a mixture of me teaching to my audience. or bringing on um guest experts or vendors or other investors in my field. So it's a matter of just showing up and being consistent, staying true to that. Secondly, I think what also helps is I'm I'm not trying to be everywhere. I'm very niche focused, so I I know a lot about one subject and that's the audience that I'm looking for. It may not be a million listeners. It may be like there may be a truly only an audience of maybe 20 to 50,000 people in our little niche of real estate investing. And so I I I do a deep dive on that. I don't try to be three or four things. My audience when they they come listen to my show, they know they're going to learn something that's going to help them in their real estate or note investing space. And so that's I would say so if you say consistent, 
um, niche, niche down, try not to do everything, and then just be yourself. That's one of the most important things. I think a lot of people we get into comparanoia. You know, everybody heard, you know, wants to be Joe Rogan or with the, uh, Ron Burgundy or somebody else out there. You know, when you think, you think about that, don't be, don't be that. God made you for who you are, and then he wants to hear what you have, whether you're talking about cats or marketing or podcasting or real estate or self-help or comic books. Whatever your passion is, that's okay. Embrace your passion. It, it works well. If, it makes it a lot easier if you're podcasting about something that you're interested in or you you're have a career in. That helps as well, too, for you. But um, just, just showing up, I mean, I've gotten much better as an interviewer. And also as a guest, the more time I've been, I think I've been on over 200 other podcasts as well, too, as a guest. Um, and it's, it's just the fact that we focused on that roughly, you know, two years ago, like, oh, we saw the power in this medium and being able to be in front of their audiences and growing our audience. And so that's why we said, well, let's double down on what we're doing. And thank God we did with everything happened with the pandemic. We're still cranking out episodes and, and, and still having the show grow quite a bit as it is. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, you said that you were actually, you know, uh, interviewing experts when you're coming into your podcast. So I'm actually literally a podcaster and I do, of course, other, uh, you know, uh, side hustle and stuff. So when you are actually interviewing your, you know, target audience, like if you are like real estate, if you are, uh, you know, uh, interviewing another real estate guy or someone who's actually related to niche, who you can actually, uh, you know, pitch your, uh, you know, business to. So if you are doing that, how not to actually be a sales guy? You know, because when you are podcasting, we obviously think that we can convert that particular guest into a uh, potential client. If that's the possible case, like how not to be so salesy when like, yeah, I do this, I do this. I do this. If you say this again and again, obviously people think that he's not providing value, just trying to pitch you. So how not to be salesy and, you know, provide value first, then get the client. You know, that's a really good, I, I'm glad you asked that because I've dealt with that uh, speaking at universities and talking with students and having college students working for me in the past and things like that. And the way I always tell people is don't be afraid to give. A lot of people out there, they want to get something. They want to sell something before they give. And I'm the opposite. Let's give some content. Let's give something of value. And then people are like, whoa, wow. If he, gave, if he or she gave this away for free, their paid stuff must be pretty good. And so as a, a podcaster, you want to create something that is going to be valuable to your audience so that if you are guesting on somebody's show, it's something valuable. Maybe it's a free report. Maybe it's a free book that they can, you can ship them or download um, a discount code to a class or you have an online class or something that's evergreen that you can give away for free. And that would be the thing. It, it, it's really creating a lead magnet. Sometimes it's just simply like, hey, if you want to talk with me, go to talkwithscottcarson.com and opt in. I'll be glad to schedule a 30-minute phone call with you for free. Or Hey, if you go to Mass Media Mastermind, you can download my free two-page monetization checklist for you at no additional cost. Or, you know, go to noteblueprint.com free book and get a copy of my book, my 73-page book sent to you for free. So the idea here is if you come across trying to sell on a podcast, it will push people away. Um, now, I'm a big believer. I mean, we all need to make money to pay for our, our podcast. And I think you can start in, in, inserting ads or sponsors. If you're, gonna start, if you're offering, if you're trying to sell yourself, and that's what we do mostly with what our podcast is, is primarily our classes, our workshops, our training. We do have people that we bring in quarterly. But I think for new podcasters, if you're going to try to bring other sponsors on or, or sell something that's not you, you really probably need to be at that 100 episode mark. So your audience trusts you 
to the point where you're like, hey, I, I recommend using rentameter.com. It's a great source that I use. They're going to take it and then go click on it. Whereas if you're recommending somebody or something that you don't use and you're just trying to get a, a, a kickback or a split, people will be able to tell that quite a bit if you don't use it personally. So give and give some more and realize that this is a long-term play. If you, if you want to you know, plant an orange tree, you know, you've got to plant it and give it some time to grow. It's not going to start, you know, start growing oranges overnight for you. You got to give it a little bit of time to plant that seed. I think if there's a, it was a story a few years ago in some, in some part of India, a guy for the last 30 years uh, has been planting a, a tree for over 30 years. He was originally on a sandbar. It was desolate. And he started planting a tree. And now that was back in 1978. Start planting trees. Well, now that same sandbar with all the work that he's done in planting trees on a daily basis when he came home from work, is now this beautiful jungle forest. And that's a lot of marketing. It's kind of like a great analogy. We've got to plant seedlings and we'll give it time to grow, give it time to harvest. It's not a get rich or quickly sell thing. Your audience and people that listen to your podcast want to know you're going to be around longer than 10 or 20 episodes. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, people's like actually, uh, sorry for the interruption. And, you know, this, I just, uh, you know, I think people actually, you know, get this uh, misdirection of, uh, you know, giving value because mostly when people say that you give value, they actually the first thing that come to your mind is that uh, what happens to the cost? Like if I give value, like if you're selling that, giving free copies of your book, then there's some cost you're always incurred. It, the value doesn't necessarily mean that it, it should convert right away. It may, the, you know, you get back somewhere around that. So what do you want to tell to those people about, you know, who thinks about the cost first when it comes to value? That's a, that's a really good question. And a lot of people struggle with that. What you want to do is kind of build you a funnel of sales things along the way, you know, and realize it's going to take some time, like an, a lead magnet, maybe a free report or something you can create relatively easily. A checklist is very hot these days. You know, Hey, get a copy of my, my tech that I use for my podcast or my top 12 uh, websites that I use for due diligence or something like that. something that doesn't cost you hardly anything, but it's valuable to somebody. It's brand new. Maybe it's zero. Maybe it's a dollar. I think I like a dollar because if you get somebody to spend a dollar with you, it's much easier for them to spend something more versus as we call people that opt into everything for free. Those are price pigs and they just, they don't convert for the most part. So I would rather talk to, to 10 people that paid me a dollar versus a hundred people that didn't pay me anything. It's going to be much more valuable because somebody's going to be invested. So a dollar, you know, 99, 97 cents, whatever, but have that dollar lead to something that's valuable. Then it leads to maybe a $97 product or a $49 product or an, you know, a $29 online event for a day or something like that and, and, and kind of structure. And then you have it go to maybe a $399 course or, or a, a product or service. And then maybe even a bigger, um, event or even some coaching or consulting that's kind of what we do we have a product anywhere from a dollar kind of builds all the way down to our coaching program at 10 to 15 grand and it, you got to give people time and consistency and that's part of what has helped with the podcast episodes is people are binging our episodes and realizing okay this guy knows exactly what he's talking about he, he's hanging with the right people great now if you're starting off and you don't know where to begin you maybe you're brand new to whatever your niche is do a search for the people that you, you look up to, your peers, the people that are in the industry, and then bring them together on an online event, you know, for a day or two days. Now your credibility level will go up to those that you're, you're bringing together. Hopefully they'll market some of their audience. If you're marketing the event too, as well as you should be, you shouldn't rely on anybody that you're speaking on to market it, but realize that now you're starting to raise your credibility level to those that you look up to. 
And that, that helps you out. That adds value to your message. That adds value to your audience as well. Yeah. And you know, you, you guys were actually, you know, driving traffic from your podcast or, you know, your videos to your business. So this is something that's really interesting because uh, most of the time people listen to podcasts when they're commuting or when they're at a gym and something like that. But what do you think is actually the best business model in order to drive those particular traffic, you know, using funnels, like you said, and, you know, if your target audience is someone who's already listened in commuting, obviously they will hear the most important stuff. And they, if there's a promotion coming, they obviously look at the traffic and they will just drive the show. So what do you think is actually the best business model in order to, you know, drive the traffic to your uh, business? There's no right answer to this, except you have to know your audience. You have to know your avatar. Um, like with what I do, I have an older avatar, an older age listener. So my primary audience is usually 45 to 65 because in real estate, you've got to have some money to invest. You got some experience for a lot of times. So they're not big podcast listeners. Okay. So you have to market wherever your listeners is at. Now, when we look at um, the demographics and the numbers for podcasting, I'm not sure what it is in India as far as the percentage, it may be higher, it may be lower, but here in the United States, it's only about 26% of the population listens to podcasts. So if all I did was post it to iTunes and Stitcher and then the other podcasting platforms, I would still be missing out on roughly three fourths of, of Americans. So I'm a big proponent of not only the audio, but the video side of things. You've got to share your video, got to record it like you're recording here and throw it on YouTube and, and learn how YouTube works because YouTube's a great search engine and it's owned by Google, the number one search engine. If you look at the top 100 websites that people visit all across the world, only one of them in the top 100 is really audio and that's Spotify. Apple iTunes is not in the top 100, but Facebook is. Google, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn is a big thing. So you want to share your show, not only on the audio platforms, but also the other platforms out there, Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, Instagram is great for a lot of podcasters, but, but it's a younger audience. It, that's actually the least, my least favorite place to market. I mean, we do it with show um, infographics and things like that but we get the least amount of traffic off of our Instagram account. We get the most actually surprisingly from our YouTube videos, our second traffic spot is our website because we take the episodes and full transcribed blogs. So the search engine optimization has helped us rank from 75 keywords to over 2000 or 2,500 keywords. Now, you know, you got 600 blogs down there. That's a pretty good piece of art uh, work on there to drive traffic. And then, so third thing is after, our website is, um, you know, iTunes, you know, and, and Stitcher and stuff like that. That was kind of an eye-opening thing for me. But like I said, know what your listener is, know the demographics of your listener, and then pick the social platforms that they're hanging out. If they're young and 18 are on TikTok, then be on TikTok. If your show is on gaming, then you need to live stream it to Twitch as well, you know. But if you're, you know, my audience really isn't on TikTok, so you don't see me dancing like a dancing machine on there at night, okay? Oh, that's interesting because you said that, you know, after 45 and 60, your audience is not there on TikTok. But in my country, people who are even above 80 years are on TikTok dancing. Okay. Because if, if I could, you know, get the video, I'll definitely send you the link because it's really mind blogging. We know how TikTok actually works because people, uh, you know, it's the one uh, advantage is that it took them out of their comfort zone and, uh, uh, you know, get them recognition. But the other part is that they, most of them actually are doing it because they couldn't get any recognition at home. Because many people like, uh, you know, housewives, they are like, you know, under, 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 underestimated and they are doing that and they get all the recognition online. Obviously, some bad stuff is going to happen and 
you know it's really bad but still some good are coming out of it so uh, yeah yeah go ahead you should say something i just say that social gratification that dopamine release in your brain whether it's somebody liking your post or you know what we as a society these days and how social media has changed the way our brains are routed you know you comment somebody or you're sending a text to somebody you can see them typing but they don't respond why didn't they respond to my text immediately why did they like my post you know what's wrong with it you know it's just uh it's really rewritten the, the uh, electronic signals in our brains or sometimes it's just the best thing to, to log off and uh, especially with all the negativity out there on social media and stuff like that the haters i mean we could have a 150 people like a post, but it's that one person that's going to hate it. That's we're going to we're going to fixate on. It's just a sad thing. Yeah, it's it's really going to you know really bad these days. And two observations from you know what we said in previous. So you said that 26% of uh, listeners were coming off podcasting in US. So what do you actually think is the future of podcasting after exactly this you know pandemic? Because you know podcast people listeners obviously reduced because they are not traveling much. So what do you, is your prediction? I mean, after 20 years of being on business and, you know, three years of podcasting, what do you actually think that future of podcasting comes in? That's a really great question. And as you look at the numbers year in, year out, more and more people are listening, that number is growing. What you have to realize is um, people are becoming more familiar with the platform. It's becoming more, it's becoming a lot easier. I mean, we now have vehicles, you know, automobiles that will have the podcasting app in there to listen to immediately. Um, when you look at numbers like what, with what Joe Rogan just signed for a hundred million dollars over three years, that adds a lot of notoriety to it. Um, when you look at a lot of these celebrities are getting into having a podcast these days from Hollywood, that leads to notoriety, stuff like that. But I still, I don't think Hollywood, I don't think Joe Rogan, none of those people affect my business. What it comes down to is the same thing I said earlier. You have to market your own skills. And so I talk with, I, you know, I talk with a lot of podcasters are like, what do I have to do to grow my show? I'm like, well, uh, if you want to increase your downloads, double your downloads. If you're doing it like once a week, go to twice a week, you know, give more content. If you got, if you're wanting to attract more audience members, then share it on Facebook, restream your episodes, you know, share it to LinkedIn, go and actually go hunt out the people that you're in or go hunt out the groups on Facebook or LinkedIn or um, the keywords that you can follow on Twitter or Instagram and literally reach out to people. And that's one of the things that we have done over the last six months is started spending more time tracking down people that identify. Like with us, a big keyword is real estate investor or note investor. So I will literally, and my team, and then we use a service called Octopus that will track those people and actually send an invite. Hey, I'm wanting to connect with other real estate investors. We have that in common. I have a podcast. I think you might enjoy it. Here's a link to it. And we've seen that happen, but getting to the point where people aren't at the gyms like they were, they're not in the longer commutes. You got to get a little creative. I think those listeners will come back. You just need to make sure that you're on Facebook or YouTube uh, where they can catch your information versus just being an audio podcast where they, they may not have the two hours of commute time or gym time. You got to be where they're at in their, on their computers and, and be able to, I mean, you, you get YouTube on a, a smart TV these days, yeah. so people can catch your information. Wow, wow, that's totally good. And second observation is that you said that transcribing, you know, so you transcribe into whole blog. So I'm actually really suffering from this, actually, my personal stuff. I mean, like, how do you actually transcribe? I mean, what tools do you use? Because is it any like cheap way? Because what I actually do is uh, there's something called Descript. Uh, it's actually uh, free for three hours. So I actually do that. And second, actually, do is actually uh, run the video. And there's a live transcribe uh, from Google. Uh, you know, it's a free app. I put the Bluetooth speaker on, then I will put my phone. It's just uh, transcribe automatically. And it, it 
eighty percent it's accurate, and other than that, again I have to listen and you know correct if there's anything. So, what's the tool you use? Is there any cheap methods or anything like that? You know, um, Descript is a great tool. Um, I, I'm going to be honest here. Most of my podcast production, I have a, a third party service that does most of my editing for. Me. Because it's my, in my best term for me to pay somebody to do an episode and they do the full transcription. So they're using, um, you know, there's a variety of great products. I, I've used Rev.com or Temi.com, which Temi is the AI version of Rev. Um, both, I mean, uh, Temi's 25 cents a minute, uh, United States dollars. It's $1.25 for Rev per minute if you want something. Um, you could use Otter AI is a service that gives you, I think, four hours every month. Um, there's, there's a bunch of the, more of those things. You know, you can use, face, if you upload your video to Facebook on a business page, it'll automatically put the captions in place there for you a lot of times. Um, but you got to realize a, a, a lot of people will go short with just show notes, you know, a little bit here and, there, and that's okay. That's better than nothing. But if you can have the long written words, some people like to read and it, it adds to that SEO optimization. So depending on how much you're doing, you know, how many episodes or how hours, use some of those free tools as you can. You may need to cut and paste. Um, it might make sense to even reach out to one of those companies and say, hey, I would love for you guys to be a sponsor of my podcast if you'll do my transcription for free, you know? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I didn't think about that, yeah. Well, and that's, that's one, if you want, if you're wanting to add vendors or sponsors, we just reach out to the services that you use on a regular basis, talk mm -hmm. about them, market them, and oftentimes, they might want to do a swap for free, you know, something. Then you can say, hey, my podcast is sponsored by rev.com. You know, you don't need yeah, to know it's a dollar check. It's just that they're doing all the work for you on what it would cost you for free. And there's monetary value to that. Yeah, that's really great. And you know, what I was actually, I was just do is that, you know, you were saying that upload to Facebook and create and captions. What I used to do is that uh, I actually upload it to YouTube. So most of my listeners are from, uh, you know, uh, like uh, most of them are from foreign countries. So their English accent is really good. And they were supposed, YouTube actually catches it really well. So it creates the caption and I download the video and there's a website called Downsub. I apply the link and it downloads the subtitles for me. So <laughs> it's kind of creative version that I found myself. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. So yeah, I think I think it's you know podcasting has really made me like a kind of a creative guy. I think so. I'm really I'm really grateful for that. You know, it makes you a creative guy because you sure as heck don't want to do all that that stuff on a regular basis, especially if you get busy with work or school or other mm -hmm. things. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you, you want to stay in your most productive lane, what you're good at, and then try to delegate or outsource the rest if you can. Yeah, I totally agree on that. So uh, just one question before, you know, uh, losing on to that. Uh, what do you think is actually the best tip that you can provide to a fellow podcaster in order to grow his podcast? The one best tip in the whole world that you can provide? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, listen. And, and, I mean, oh. <laughs> and I mean this in a funny way. Um, go to your, if you have a specific thing, go and find other podcasts that are in your niche and listen to their shows and pick, Oh, I like that. Or I don't like that. Okay. So listening to what you like, that's a great thing. Be different. And then this, and the really most important thing when you have a guest on and you do, you've done a great job of this, but really listen to what your, your, your guests are speaking about. There's a lot of time new podcasters will have a guest on and they try to they end up talking over the guest versus just letting the guest talk. People are logging yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, they're listening, want to listen to you, but you yeah. guess they want to listen to your special guests more so. Um, and so that was one thing I had to learn to keep my mouth shut. The good Lord gave me two ears and one mouth, and I need to listen in that proportion. 
Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. I'm glad I didn't do any mistake on that. You've been <laughs> great, Jeffrey. You've been awesome, man. You've been awesome. Wow, wow, wow. That's totally great. So uh, is there anything else you want to ask me? Uh, you know, I, I would love to, you know, what, what is it like to, to be a podcaster in India? I mean, what's the percentage of people I, uh, that are listening to podcasts? Um, what's the biggest surprise that you've gotten from your podcast? Season three? And so what's been yeah, the surprise yeah. that you've gotten in, in the in the previous two seasons and this was, was episode five or six of season three. What's been the biggest surprise to you from podcasting? Uh, it's actually two things. One's uncertainty and the next is surprise because you will never know that when you are, because in India, it's like, you know, uh, people would like worship like a God, you know, for years and years. But if they find you something that you did something that's actually personally affected to them, kind of like an emotional stuff, then you're done. You're totally, totally done. It's, it's kind of like a really big thing here. So for me, uh, season two was really great for photographers. I actually introduced a lot of photographers, uh, like uh, 10 people. And it actually got a really great audience and uh, stuff. And uh, actually, then I got lots of track for my podcast. Then I kind of remodeled something and did. And I interviewed models, like fashion models. And it actually really did really good. And then I started doing podcasters itself. Because for me, just now in my South India, actually, the podcast is actually growing. Uh, around like not 26% of Indians are listening to podcasts. Maybe it's still YouTube is actually really great going on here. And TikTok right. is like number one country where actually using the TikTok here. So it's going like crazy here. And so podcasts around like I would say 10 to 15%. And uh, mostly like national language of uh, you know India is Hindi. So mostly people who are listening to podcasts are Hindi uh, listeners. Mm -hmm. So in North India, people actually listen a lot. But in my side... Um, Sometimes it will like, you know, go like, you know, like, uh, you know, 300 plays or 400 plays, something like that. But all of a sudden it will be like, no place. Even if, you, if you're expecting something like really good is going to happen, it won't. So it's kind of really, that's one of the reasons why many companies like McDonald's or, you know, KFC, everyone, they come to India, they always face a struggle. You will, you will never know what's about to happen in our country. That you, people are unpredictable these days in our country, especially. So I think, I mean, like, I'm not over, like, explaining that our country is so, so big and all, but it's a, the consumer market is like that, as I've, mm -hmm. as I've studied and seen the experience. So, yeah, I think the podcasting here is actually the one of the things that, you know, and most of my listeners, uh, like, uh, 23 to 40, 35%, uh, I think, so come from U.S., like, because I actually, you know, mostly interview foreigners because uh, it's kind of hard to get the people of my mindset in here because, you know, people online actually haven't explored a lot. I'm kind of like a crazy guy who actually wants to find something new to do. So always that. So it's kind of hard. So, yeah, I think uh, that's one of the two, two things that I you know, got from India. Well, and that's the beautiful thing is keep doing it. Because if you're in that early stage and you stick with it, as more people come into the space, more people discover it, I think you're, you're, you're going to see an increase in what you're doing. So if I can help in any form or fashion, I'm, I'm glad to refer you. Let me know who you're trying to get on. I'm glad to refer people to you and, um, and, and help out any way I can for you, Jeffrey. Of course, of course, man. Definitely, definitely. I will let you know. Uh, so guys, uh, in this podcast, where we have listened, uh, we have discussed many things like what's the best, uh, you know, business uh, model for podcasting and uh, how to make a good, uh, you know, being a good podcast host and, uh, you know, what are the things that skills that is re required from po for a podcast host. And, uh, you know, uh, in real estate also, we have talked some stuff. I'll definitely put you on that. So if you are, you know, guys, any of your listenings, I've given everything in the description. You can go and ask him. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be uh, in India or in this particular niche, you know, general stuff is always obviously it's same for everything and lots of other stuff also discussed in here so make sure you guys check that out i leave the timestamps below so no worries 
and uh, thanks so much guys listening i'll see you guys next podcast so thank you so much mr carson for coming on to that hey, hey glad to be here but guys and gals if you're listening to this go do jeffrey a favor go over and hit the subscribe button and leave him a five-star review he's doing a great job and wow. we as podcasters love getting reviews from our listeners um good or bad we just want to hear feedback and if you could do that if you've listened spent the last 30 minutes to listen who's been binging his shows take the five minutes to do that for jeffrey he would really appreciate it thank you thank you so much mrs card and guys you heard him so make sure you do that as well <laughs> thank you so much guys thank you